Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Finks. We're back, man. Episode 292. Yes, sir. All right, let's get right into it. Netflix raises the prices again. Like, man, it's this inflation. I don't know what's going on. I think people are just justifying raising the prices on everything. Yeah. And when you when you really think about all the shit we pay for, it's insane. We pay for uh motherfucking car insurance, uh life insurance, uh health insurance, yeah. uh motherfucking uh if you got how home or rental home, insurance. Yeah, homeowners insurance. Uh, uh I, am I leaving anything else out? Um shit. I did I, I didn't say even say mortgage or mortgage or fucking rent. I don't think I said yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We just got so much shit we pay for, bro. So yeah. when they make the price of the shit go up, I'm just like, why? Why, Netflix? Yeah. All right, let's read this <clears> real <throat> quick. The streaming giant said its third quarter earnings report that its premium ad-free plan in the net in the United States will increase by three dollars uh, per man. month, which is crazy. Twenty two ninety nine starting Wednesday. Its one stream basic plan will rise to eleven ninety nine in the United States. All of the plans, including its entry level six ninety nine a month. As supported tier will remain at the same monthly cost. These niggas tripping. Ain't no way I'm paying for them with ads. So Y'all the, tripping. The ad. What do you know? What it looks like? Is it like know. Hulu or? I don't know. Mm-hmm. All I know is I get the free Hulu from my my Spotify, and that got ads on it though. Yeah, yeah, I got Hulu like that. I hate that shit. Yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. It's kind. I hate it, and I kind of like it because, you know, back in the day when a commercial come on, you could get up and run to the bathroom or something like that. Yeah. So like. Or you get a, go get a snack or something, so it kind of gives you that opportunity. But when you just in it, when you're trying to binge watch like Snowfall or something like that, and it's like 50 commercials coming on, you like, bro, yeah, it's too let much. Me get back to Franklin Saint. Netflix also announced prices increasing from for uh, for subscription tiers in United Kingdom and France. The company reported nine percent over the year, increasing the average paid memberships, adding 8.8 million subscribers last year. That's compared to 2.4 of the third last quarter. Man, fuck all the rest of reading this. I'm tired of these motherfuckers charging us for this. Yeah. They need to start showing some porn on that motherfucker now. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, they got to start putting some new content on there. They did. I think so. I'm ready for some fuck flicks. <laughs> they should. <laughs> if they just like bought browsers or uh, Bang Bus or something like that and just like had their own like channel like that, I think that that would. I think that would make Netflix crash, to be honest. It probably would. Yeah. It'd just be, man, they just might as well change the name to uh, NetJizz <laughs> at that point. NetJizz. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just, uh, you gotta, you have to start, I don't know how they're justifying making the price go up again, but, like, there's no way. I, I'm I'm not gonna be partaking in any of these fucking um, uh, streaming services anymore if yeah. they keep doing this because it's like it's no point it's just like it replaced cable in our minds we tricked ourselves into believing cable's too expensive let me get rid of it and get streaming services and then you you go to Rocket Money if you got Rocket Money app and you see how much you paying and you like oh shit bro I, I went on a tear I um deleting all that shit I was holding auditions for um for this short film that I'm uh, that I'm filming and uh I had to get Zoom, you know, I had to get Zoom, and then I also had to get um, the Google, uh, what do you call it, Google Meets, like the paid tier so you can record it and Pause, save bro. it. Uh, what, what did I say? You said Google Meets. Yeah, so I had uh, Google, um, what would be the unpauseworthy version of it? <laughs> oh, I just got to say pause before. It's too late, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Google, and then I had Zoom, and then um, 
Drake's album came out, so I I bought Title again, and then uh, a couple other things. But just the other day, I went on a tear. I I, I unsubscribed from everything because I was like, man, y'all not taking my money. Because the, the the worst thing that can happen to you is you don't use something, and you'd be like, man, I need to de- delete that, and you don't do it immediately, and then the next month, like that. Twenty dollars or nineteen ninety nine come out of your account, and you're like, "Dang, I should have deleted that." Yeah, that shit. Business. That shit adds up, man. You yeah. gotta watch this shit. Yeah, yeah. So. And unless they give a, another section to Netflix and Buttflix or something, I'm not. We gotta start seeing some titties on there. Yeah, they need some. They need to add. That's the thing. Like, I would say if you are increasing prices. Um, from the business, from the business standpoint, from being Netflix, they're increasing prices because um, they probably see something in their budget that is not sustainable. You know, they want to mm. increase the, um, you know, the the amount that the customer pays so that they can afford to keep uh, um, hiring the developers or afford to keep paying for the production value of mm-hmm. all these projects or whatever. Um, but at the same time, I think. You know, it's important for them to also, like you said, provide some more value. Yeah, you got to. Like, what can you what can you add to Netflix to spice it up a little bit? You know, we talked about like theaters and and stuff like that. But even though you um the kind of porn stuff is a joke, I think that that would be something like legitimately that you know people would pay for. You know, I can tell you what would make Netflix go absolutely fucking insane, and realistically, it could happen. If Netflix just added podcasts, if Netflix added podcasts, like imagine a Trucker's Mind podcast, it's got our whole catalog on there. You can watch the full length episodes on there um, and it'd be a Netflix stamped podcast. Yeah. They already do it with comedy specials. It's called like Netflix is a joke. I think you, you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. If you take that same element and you put it towards podcasts, like Netflix podcasts. Mm-hmm. And you just have a whole section, boom, 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 of just countless episodes. I feel yeah. like that kind of justifies the price. It's going to give you different things to listen to. Mm-hmm. And it, all, it also could give you like a whole section of, you know, what genre of podcast, like sports, comedy, boom, 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 boom. I think that would be fucking dope. For sure. I mean, yeah. podcast is, a, is like one of the top medias being used right now. So, Some of these things are no brainers. I don't be one. I don't understand why these people aren't doing doing this already. Yeah, it makes no sense. <clears throat> you got to stop denying podcasts. Imagine if you Pat McAfee. All they got to do is just slide his content over to Netflix, bro. Yeah, that's literally what I was thinking about when you said. I was like, his his stuff is set up to where one, he's doing it every day. Mm-hmm. He already has his own production. Um, mm-hmm. All they did was change, tweak some stuff, maybe to fit the format for TV, maybe change the cameras or the lenses or something like that, oh, yeah. um, and change the cameras and lighting setups for the guests that come in virtually. But other than that, like it was, it's plug and play. I think that um, yeah. even I would go and I, you know, sometimes I, sometimes we just be freestyling like great ideas, and sometimes I hate it, sometimes I like it. But yeah, um, where they are losing as well is that. Um, Disney has kind of done it, <clears throat> but they have more content surrounding different projects. Mm. So Disney has, you know, they they made Black Panther, right, or the the second one, and then after that they have a like a documentary on like the behind the scenes or the making of it, where they're interviewing like the actors and the director, and then mm. they also have a doctor documentary surrounding the music. Yeah. So they're they're you know they're just creating like more content, but but also um, you know imagine. 
imagine, let's say, um, what's a popular, I don't know, like, uh, what is it, like Bridgerton? Is that on Netflix? I have no idea what the fuck. Yeah, is. Bridgerton is like, I guess, like some English, like, very popular show. Let's say that's the, the show that's on Netflix, right? What they can do is have a podcast about the show, you know? So, mm. say me and you, we go on there after, well, they drop them all at the same time, but we can still do the, the content with each, each episode. So, we watch the episode, jump on the podcast. I like this about the show. I like this. So, you could do it. You could hit it from, like, the just the pop culture point of view, like, oh, that was funny or that was great. And then you can hit it from, like, a, uh, like a film related version where oh like the second act was really good i think this character development was blah 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 so Mm. yeah i got a better idea i think that this idea and this is pretty much on the same plane as you have but they need a podcast specifically for binge binge watchers yeah so for example if you made it through the whole first season of snowfall at the very end, it'll be an option for a podcast. Mm-hmm. And on that podcast, they'll be discussing everything in there, all the things that Franklin is doing, all the things that the guy from the DEA, all that shit, they'll be talking about it, boom, 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 and it'll be after that episode. Or you could do a podcast for every episode of the season. Yeah. Like, at, it'll, it'll show the episode and give you an option if you want to watch the podcast. Yeah, that'd, that'd be like be seventy fun. some episodes of of a podcast, and it's all content. Mm-hmm. It's all <clears throat> content. That'd be and hella it's just dope. feeding the beast. Like that's yeah. what that's what I would love to talk to Ryan Coogler one day. But that's what he did with the second Black Panther. Mm-hmm. They did, like I said, they did the movie, then they did the documentary about the music, mm-hmm. and then they also did. Um, they had uh, Tennessee Coates produce. And it's like a podcast, but it's like, well, it's like, right. it ain't like us just kicking it. It's like real produced, like music transitions and interviewing the actors. And, and um, you know, there's like a written, like a pre-prepared written dialogue, like to transition in between different things. Right. So like he built this whole world around the content and, and the podcast was like super interesting. You got to hear wow. from like Angela Bassett and Ryan Coogler and. And they giving it up about losing Chadwick Boseman and all these that's different dope. things. So, you know, it's it's a whole world. But like you said, imagine that's like Ryan Coogler sitting right here and Tennessee Coates sitting right here, and you got the Black Panther backdrop and the cool lighting and stuff like that. And that's yeah. like a video is a video version and an audio version of it. That's so, dope. Yeah. The reason why I mentioned it too is because it's not a far cry. They did this with David Goggins' book. His book called Can't Hurt Me. Yeah. They literally incorporated the audio, the audio version, and then it just all of a sudden would turn into a brief podcast. Yeah. And then it would go back to telling the story again. Yeah. And this was throughout, this was the theme throughout the whole book. Is that me? Yeah. Oh, Lord Jesus. All right. Yeah. And that was pretty dope. I thought it was dope how they would transition from the storytelling part to that. Imagine if they did this shit with porn, though. Mm-hmm. They'd like, you know, like, on this scene, like he was really giving it to me, <laughs> and I got stuck in the dryer right here. And, <laughs> like we we're basically just trying to like go through the scene, and like seeing the best way I could take the BBC, <laughs> and we had a really good time. <laughs> He's like, yeah. So basically, this is my third scene with a white woman. Uh, <laughs> I just got out of jail right here, and uh, uh, I was doing anal, and uh, <laughs> she liked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That'd be crazy. They got they are getting the porn is like they really starting to like beef up their podcast. What do you mean? Like they just more con more podcasts, like more porn podcasts, podcasters. Wow. Yeah. 
ain't never looked up a podcast on the porn site. I'd be trying to get in and out of there. <laughs> yeah, you don't. It's just too much. We don't like hearing them talk, anyways. But yeah, but just, they have a they have a few like you know people be on there talking. I don't know what they talk about, but I, I'm but I'm saying not necessarily like the porn ones, but like uh, Alexis Texas. You know. Oh yeah, she's a good podcaster though. Yeah. She's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say because if you go to if you go to like the hub or one of the other porn sites. Yeah. You looking at podcasts? Like, what is you doing? Yeah, it's too much time spent on the website. I go to the porn. I'm just trying to bust and get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two minutes and 33 seconds. <laughs> you know it's bad when the porn don't even that long. It'd be like a two-minute and 50-second porno. You'd be like, damn. <laughs> That's funny. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> That's what I mean. I'd be feeling bad for them dudes that's married, though. They'd be married. They'd be in there beating their meat, and they get busted. Dang, that got to be a, uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on your relationship, but that got to be weird. It's an awkward situation. Got to be awkward. Honestly, bro, for me, it wouldn't be like if, if I come home and my wife was like like, like masturbating or something and watching porn, I would just close the door and let her finish. <laughs> it depends, though. I think that, because you got like the, you, you know, we talked about the movie, uh, what's the what's the dude's name? It's called John. Uh, uh, Don John. Don John, right? Yeah. So you have that version where the guy's like not satisfied with his relationship, so he'll masturbate or watch porn after he actually has sex with his partner. So you have that version of it, but then you have the version where it's like maybe you just too busy, like like you said, if your wife, mm. you know, maybe like uh, who knows, you got to go on a trip or something, and then your your wife or you at a, you're out of town or something like that, and she just you know handling her business. You know, I think that makes sense. But like you said, if it's something where like, you know, we just had sex in the morning and then I come home after work and I see you in the room and I'm just like, dang, what's going on? Like, am I not am I doing am I not doing enough? I think it's different. I guess it's different, uh, different versions of it. I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I just I feel like it's certain elements that we should be able to like kind of still own that little bit of real estate. Mm -hmm. Like if I came in and she was watching a video or something, I just close the door. Mm hmm. Because I, I don't want to be the guy to be like, I don't want you watching that in my house yeah. and so-and-so. Because it's like, I might have some days where I want to beat my meat. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, don't, I don't come, think it's... Don't be bothering me when I'm in there. Yeah, I would be curious to know what other couples think, like what, what they're thinking about. That's or people, have they experienced that, like have you watched... There's some people listening right now that just got busted beating their meat by their girl, bro. Yeah. And she was mad. But I'm saying, though, it's a different conversation when you... Um, you know, y'all got a great sex life or what you thought was a great sex life. And then you just walk in on your your guy, you know, with the laptop out. Man, I'm, I think, bro, it's got to be. A, if I had to use a number of how many men still going to beat their meat regardless of having sex or not, that's got to be at least like 70 <laughs> percent. Charlemagne just had the conversation. He said he said once a week he'll get it in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and a, you know, in a long term, in a marriage, so yeah, man, yeah. people just be doing it, man. And I look whether you do it or not, that's your business. Yeah, but I'm I'm positive somebody listened to this podcast. They just they wife walked in and on on them or that motherfucking girl. But I think the one you don't want to happen is if you walk in on your wife or something, and she got like one of them two sided dildos or something. The thing I don't think that I. I don't know. I would be, I don't know how I would feel, but I don't think the actual, the toy would um, bother me, but maybe the type of, uh, the the genre 
would bother me. What was that? Oh, the video. Yeah. If it was like some so far removed from what I am in real life, like that'd be crazy. Yeah. It'd be like a seven foot five nigga fucking in a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. If, it, if she was looking up like BWCs or something like that, <laughs> I'd like, be like, yeah, big white cocks. Yeah, it'd be like some racist porn. Yeah. It's like, you like that big white cock? White yeah. Cock? Yeah, if she was looking up like conservative cock or something like that. <laughs> I was like, we gotta, we gotta break up. <laughs> you like that, you jigaboo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that don't. Oh, that'd be, that'd be crazy. It's not gonna fly. <laughs> oh, hey, there was a, there was this dude, there was this girl and this dude on TikTok going back and forth, and um, the conversation just started going real left, right, and then all of a sudden somebody said, hey. I seen that black girl on this porno called Ghetto Gaggers, right? Yeah. And then people was like, what? And then they researched it, looked it up, and she was on there. It's It was racist porn. I guess, I guess there's a bunch of white dudes smashing black girls saying racist shit on there. And it was she called- She had to be down bad. It was called Ghetto Gaggers. That's crazy. And then, and then it showed like a, a clip of her like, yeah, I did that, but I was only like 19. Like I'm 35 now, so y'all need to get over it. And it's like, wait a minute, you can't be on here talking all this shit, and then they pull out your archives of your ghetto gaggers video. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you just need to just delete your TikTok at that point, bro. You know it's crazy. <laughs> Technology so crazy now that if you um, if you just post, say, um, say for example, there, say you're a guy, right, and you like. Um, you just seen this girl on a on a YouTube commercial or something like that, and she mm. bad, and you like, dang dog, like this the bad. It could be like a freaking, uh, um, uh, like uh, spit it out, Keith. Fuck. Let me think. I'm gonna, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um, it could be this for me. I look up a lot of music stuff, right? So it'll be like a. Like a uh, some type of music software company, like art, like Artlist.io is like a thing where they do like music for uh, different sound music and sound effects for different video editing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it says an Artlist.io commercial, and it's just like a quick little thirty second commercial on YouTube. What you can do is um, take a screenshot of the actual commercial and that person in the commercial, and then you can upload like two or three pictures on like this website. And then it will find all of their pictures on social media. Oh so it'll find like God. their Instagram and then they'll find their maybe their Facebook page or their link uh their LinkedIn page and like you can really find out who, who these people are. Wow, that's the future. Holy yeah. shit. So it's pretty crazy. So. It'll be like and it'll be crazy because it'll be pulling it from so many different places. It'll be yeah. like some some nice accolade that they received, and then it'll be another one where they might have been an athlete back in the day. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's like that porno. Glock, glock, gluck, gluck, three thousand. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Damn. Yep. So it just even... pulls up like it pulls up the picture, and then there's like a, a website link underneath. So it could be anything from an Instagram to like a like a Pornhub link or something. Yeah, I think that would be terrible for me though. It would be hard for me, to, and and people would probably say that I'm wrong for it. But if I found out like a that I was really liking a chicken that she did like some couple pornos. I probably couldn't. I probably wouldn't make it, man. Yeah, I probably couldn't do it. There's certain things that just deal breakers, man. Yeah, that's too much, man. That's too much for me. You was doing yeah. pornos. 
Yeah. Jeez Louise, man. Yeah. That's a lot. That's Netflix. Oh, look, to summarize this Netflix, you need to put some porn on there, man. <laughs> Stop playing with the people. You want to take our money? Then you need to give us what we paying for. Okay. Back in my heyday, I was try- I was trying to um I was trying to be like a little porn director at one point in my life. Oh wow. Yeah. How's that gonna go? It was when I was single, so you know, we won't have the conversation <laughs> now, but <laughs> But yeah, I was trying to I was trying to be a Steven Steven Spielberg of of the porn industry. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Keith on set. All right, guys. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. All right, let's get a close up on the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Put the 35 millimeter on. <laughs> you know it's crazy. We always talk about it, but we've seen like we you know, people that we know like personally, and we'd be like, dog, why don't y'all just do porn? Because they'd be like, they'd be like one step away from doing like actual Pornhub type porn. Where they, whether they got like half naked pictures on Instagram oh, yeah. or they already got like the OnlyFans, but they may be only doing like you know, bikini pictures. That's the thing that kills me about, and and first of all, this is not a reflection on all women because all women don't do this, but there's a, there's a majority or I won't say a vast majority, but there's a lot of women that get on the internet and they'll have some wild thirst traps on there. And it's like, dude, this shit is never going to disappear from the internet. It will like, even if you posted it right and you deleted it, if somebody wanted to recover that picture, they could recover the photo. Mm -hmm. Like they're like literally, if you're, let's say the police are doing an investigation, mm-hmm. and you deleted a picture, they could literally go retrieve that photo that you posted. Yeah, all they got, they got to go through Facebook to like get like a certain type of search or mm-hmm. like they got to get a. I forgot what you call it. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn it, whatever. They got to get clearance. Yeah, and they could get all the shit you posted. Yeah, but the fucked up thing is when you ever seen a thirst trap and it had like two likes. <laughs> no, I've never seen that. It's like you sold your soul for two likes. Yeah. Man, it was this one girl twerking and everything, G-string on, and she probably had, like, in 15 hours, like, three likes. Dang. I seen a thirst trap before that had a laughing emoji on it. Nah. Yeah, I'm like. That was the comment? Yeah, no, it wasn't the comment. It was just, like, you know how you got the emojis that you could select now? Yeah. Like, instead of just hitting like, it's got a heart. Oh, like, you're reacting to it? Yeah, reacting. That shit had a laughing face on it. God dang. I'm like, man, he laughing at your booty. You need to just delete that shit. Yeah. Have some pride. Take that shit down. Yeah. <laughs> you seen that uh, sexy red had a, a sex tape? I didn't see. I didn't see it, but I seen all the memes behind it. What like sex saying? tapes don't get no traction. Just stop. Stop <clears throat> recording yourself fucking. Just you got to be like. You got to be one like. It's only a couple people now that would be shocking. We talked about like Taylor Swift. That'd be crazy. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. That that yeah. would break the internet. Yeah. Yeah, but now it's like here today and gone tomorrow. Like you could still go to the grocery store if you got a sex tape out. Yeah, fucking Travis Kelsey would have his best black voice on. <laughs> like you ain't never been with a black guy before, huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> You're the closest thing I've been. <laughs> Travis Kelsey with that black scent. That guy's got to chill out. All right, switching gears. A Texas pastor. Uh, ordered to pay a woman $2.45 million for giving her herpes. God dang. This is crazy, man. Um, I think the lesson to be learned here, uh, hold on, let me let me read this real quick before we get into that. Uh, 
uh, a Texas pastor has been found liable five years after he gave a woman herpes. Uh, Reverend Ralph D. West, the second, the assistant pastor at churches, Church Without Walls. Wow, that's a really uh, interesting name. Dang. The church is called Church Without Walls. All right, well, it was some pussy walls. <laughs> All right. Elgin's campus in Houston was ordered to pay $2.45 million after a jury found him liable following a three-day civil trial. The woman's attorney, Sean Murphy, said that his client contracted herpes during unprotected sex with Mark, with Mr. West, whom she had met on Facebook. Mr. Murphy said she had an outbreak two or three days after being intimate with West. I mean, you met a stranger and didn't have fucking like protected sex. What the fuck did you expect? Yeah. Wow. You can't fix it. Uh, she's got it for the rest of her life, Mr. Murphy told uh, Click to Houston. The things that we look at for cases like these are essential four things. Is the defendant infected and how can we prove it? Uh, did he know he was infected? Do we have evidence of that? I mean, dog, you got to know you got herpes, brother. You got bumps on your dick. Hmm. Come on. Yeah. This is why it's important to not be promiscuous. And first of all, I'm not saying you shouldn't fuck people. That's fine. Everybody's fucking. Everybody's fucking somebody, right? But at least be thoughtful about who you're having sex with. Build some, you know, some some continuity and some regularity with these people instead of just like trying to be a player. You know what players don't tell you? I'm just keep it real. A lot of men like, yeah, I got hoes. Yeah, I got I got bitches. Whatever, right? They don't tell you about them STDs they caught. They not going. They not going to tell you that, especially in Bakersfield. If you are, it's one of the pincher bugs down there, dude. You see it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. They're everywhere right now. Anywhere, anyways. Nasty. If you look at the at the statistics in Bakersfield, man, there's, there's a lot of STDs out here: gonorrhea, syphilis, shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and bro, if you are a player, you are dealing with very promiscuous women. You're not dealing with the church girl that hasn't had sex in seven months. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with a lot of women that are equally as promiscuous as you are. So you think you out here doing yourself a favor, bro? One of these girls is gonna jump on your penis, and she got fucking herpes, and she got the, she got COVID in her, she got everything on her yeah. stuff. You gotta, you gotta watch that, man. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch that. But yeah, the pastor. Uh, my take on the pastor is we have to stop, we have to stop allowing ourselves to look at a person's job title and um, view them as a good person. That mm-hmm. means nothing. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a pastor at a church doesn't mean you're not trying to fuck the congregation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're like a good human being. It just means that you're a pastor. Yeah. You know, and this dude, how are you going to be a pastor with herpes? <laughs> a pastor with herpes, in addition to the herpes, you didn't use no protection. I'm spreading it around. He was in that pussy like, I got the herpes, uh, and when I hit it from the back, uh, all the bumps bust out, uh, all my bumps was bleeding, uh, and I just stuck it in, uh, and I pulled it out. It's like, dude, this guy's infected. (laughs) I tried to pray it away, (laughs) but Jesus didn't grant me that wish. (laughs) I tried to put medicine on my dick, uh, and the bumps wouldn't come off. Uh, Can I get a witness? Uh, Can I get a witness? (laughs) He might be one of those televangelists. (laughs) <laughs> that's probably probably how he got this girl you know those weird 
TV televangelist. Yeah. It's like, come on down. Come on down here in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Put, let me put my hands on you. And he put God, his hand dang. on her forehead. She's like, oh. Yeah. I don't got herpes no more. <laughs> like, oh. God, man. That's not a good look, man. Yeah. Does it say anything more about him? Like, is he... Is he married or anything like that? I, I didn't see those details. Mm-hmm. I think the worst televangelist of all time was this dude named Peter Popoff. Yeah. I, I heard this <clears throat> podcast that was dedicated. It's called uh, Swindle. And it's about people who like steal money and do white collar crimes and shit. And Peter Popoff was selling like literally holy water. People mm-hmm. were buying holy water and shit. And it was the and he ended up going to prison for a little bit for him scamming people. Yeah. But this dude, is, he got out, he's still a televangelist. Still doing it? Bro, I think the, the the most slime ball shit you can do is play with God. That's the worst shit ever. Yeah. Being a TV televangelist, you seen that dude, uh, Kenneth Copeland, I think his name is? Uh, that is the most weirdest motherfucker. He looked like he's worse of Satan every morning. Damn. Kenneth Copeland, just look up Kenneth Copeland. He's mm-hmm. been a, like a, a televangelist for a long time. He looks half... He looks like a fucking vampire now. And he was like, he he had like a Oh, little, those eyes, yeah. Bro, those eyes look like eyes. Yeah, dude. Kenneth Copeland. He didn't look like that when I was a kid. He kind of looked like kind of regular. But now he looks like he fucking drinks blood of uh children every fucking morning. He's 86. Dang. Yeah, this dude is yeah, this dude is crazy, bro. He got some creepy eyes for sure. Yeah, he definitely, man. That motherfucker looked like the Antichrist. I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to do like a movie about a preacher, just like living that double life, you know, preaching every Sunday, but Monday through uh, Saturday is, is something completely different. I don't really have the story yet, but I just be like, preachers are so interesting to me because they're supposed to be like the, you know. Uh, not like not literally this, but like kind of like the closest thing to God that yeah, we like know. A model citizen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and when they are human, it's it's just interesting. We gotta stop looking at, <clears throat> at pastors like fucking Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. That's not how it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Like the same pastor that's telling you, like you know, put your wife first, and it says in Scripture such and such that if you do this, that same dude's probably slapping the shit out of his wife when he gets home. Yeah. Oh man, it happens a lot. His pastors that beat their wife. His pastors that abuse drugs. Mm-hmm. All kinds of wild shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably some pastors is like a part time crip. When they get out of church, hmm. they're like, "What's up, cuz? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'll beat your ass in the name of Jesus, cuz." Like, man, this guy is crazy. We need yeah. to get him out of the church. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah I don't That's know. Good man. stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I ain't much to say about him, but I just think that. Pastors got to do better, man. I think if yeah. I don't, I, we talked about it before, but when it when it comes to you know that like you said, being a pastor, you're supposed to be this role model, yeah. uh, this model citizen. You're supposed to have like um, it's almost like I would equate it to like being the quarterback of uh, of a of a football team. You know, mm, generally the quarterback leadership. is the first person in, last person to leave. You know, when it comes to you know they log the film hours. They're watching the most film, and they just they're just uber prepared, right? Um, <clears throat> but when it comes to you know same thing with with the church, you just want your pastor, and you know it, it. No one, we're all human beings, and you know being a pastor is essentially just a role. Um, so it doesn't mean that they're um, they're not they're absolved from you know 
saying a bad word or, um, you know, maybe getting angry or frustrated, whatever, they, you know, whatever type of sin. They're not they're not without sin. Mm. Um, but I just think for the most part, you, your, your bishop or your pastor, they got to be they just got to uh, just be a model, you know, a, a role model for for everybody in the congregation. You can't be out here having sex with the congregation. That's like it, it's yeah, it's just it's one thing to just be like say a cuss word every now and then but when you when you've one having sex with random people like you fornicating and yeah adultery and all this other stuff and then you spreading stds like that's a lie on top of you already fornicating so that's a double that's a double sin yeah you got rice krispie treats on your fucking dick and you out here having sex with no condom you gotta know your dick looks fucked up yeah because you i don't know and men you'll think about it after i say this after you put your pants down Right, women are looking at you. They like really inspecting your dick before you have sex, bro. And she wasn't, especially if for the first time. If y'all having sex, she's looking at everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't be tripping because you know, obviously, I don't have bumps on my dick, so everything's mm-hmm. fine there. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> mm-hmm. they be looking, man. Mm-hmm. They be like inspecting it first, and they're like, "All right, cool. I'll, yeah. put, I'll put it in my mouth." <laughs> 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 And then that music come on. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane, man. Yeah, do better, pastors. Yeah, you gotta gotta make sure you you keep it in your pants, man. Yeah, You're supposed to be preaching the word of God. Yeah, some loose pastor, and I know a few pastors like uh, personally, um, and I will say that they are definitely human beings. They just. They regular niggas that just happen to be um, preaching to the church every Sunday. So, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, I'm these things are like shocking outside of even church, right? Mm-hmm. Like for a guy to just give, you know, to f- meet somebody online and then just give him an STD. That's wild in general. Yeah, but um, in terms of like a pastor doing something like crazy like that, it's it's not very wild because you realize that they are human. Yeah, the yeah. only person I ever seen in history to make a herpes allegation go away is Usher. Yeah, he's so musically talented. <clears throat> there have been multiple people that have accused him of giving them herpes, and like it just goes away. I think that Usher is <laughs> such a uh, a pivotal part of like our our music, and yeah. he's like also like an attractive guy. Right. That I think a couple of women would just get the herpes probably yeah because they'd be like oh my god you gave me herpes i ain't gonna do a lot of flexing <laughs> don't worry about it it's fine <laughs> i'll just get the medicine for it <laughs> 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 like u.s but it'd be like h-e-r-p-e-s <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me what you want to do <laughs> <laughs> Let me take you to a place nice and quiet <laughs> where no one gets to interrupt. Ain't got a rush. I just wanna give you herpes, <laughs> girl. Let me tell you what you wanna do. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. That's crazy. I just wanna make these herpes <laughs> spread. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh. Didn't what's the name have uh say he, he gave somebody herpes too? R. Kelly? Probably I, I was part of his his little thing. R. Kelly. Yeah, I could see him singing his way out of it too. Yeah. Like boom, 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 boom. 
Now, I don't mean to be rude, but <laughs> I got the herpes. And I gave it to your sister, and I gave it to your mommy, and I got to pee all over your place, and I was going to ignition, and I just urination. <laughs> Yeah, he would sing his way out of those herpes allegations real fucking quick. I believe I got herpes. <laughs> I believe it's bumpy down there. I think about it every night and day. I bump my way and fly away. <laughs> I believe it's really sore. <laughs> you see it busting through that open sore. <laughs> I like making fun of R. Kelly because that nigga's in prison. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> you ain't sing your way out of this one, R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I got so many funny thoughts in my head. It's kind of hard to articulate them on the spot right now. Oh, man. Yeah, put some cream on that. <laughs> And they're suing, suing for two point four. Like you're getting, you try to sue for two million dollars, and I think that, I think it might get thrown out, man. Think so? Yeah, you want to sue for two million dollars for getting herpes, but you had, you willfully had unprotected, unprotected sex. Yeah, I don't I even. Th- but I, I think it is still, um, you know, illegal to spread it if you knew. I think you even even with even with a, a protection, you can still get herpes though. Yeah, but I think it's more. They're probably leaning more so on the carelessness of it. If I, if I if I'm the <laughs> preacher and I knowingly have this um, <clears throat> disease or this virus and I have unprotected sex and I don't tell the person, I think that that's kind of what they're banking on. But it is if it, if it did happen that way, like if you used a condom and then it just so happened that your skin touched each other in some capacity and you got if, it. Then it's I think just, they could only <clears throat> give it when they, they have an outbreak too. Mm, yeah, I think that's I think that I think that is the case. But I don't know because if that's the case then I think there would be less transmission of it if that makes sense. Because if you see it cuz um like if you see somebody's having an outbreak, right? Then you mm-hmm. would just not have sex with them. Yeah, I remember uh it was when I was on a date naps, but it basically this girl's like I have she's like I'll just be upfront, I have HPV1, I guess like herpes simplex 1 or whatever it was. I no, that's not that's what, not herpes. Was it what, what's that's the, human papilloma virus? Oh, now what's the herpes? What is it considered? Her, herpes sim, herpes simplex. A herpes simplex. Yeah, that's just like the cold sores though. What's I get, it called? Herpes simplex sores. plus. Is that what it's called? Herpes simplex one. It's one and two. I think one is just the cold sores. I mean, then two is like the sexually transmitted. That's disease. how you know herpes is bad. That shit got its own. They got two service. versions of it. Yeah. It's got its own streaming service. <laughs> herpes it's got plus a streaming service. That was crazy. For more bumps, herpes <laughs> simplex plus. <laughs> That's funny. That'd be bad. I I wonder if you go to like these page like these porn sites and you put in herpes if they got videos like that. God dang. Ooh. Where's your mind at, man? This thing is crazy, man. What's oh, wrong with I can you? imagine. <laughs> you turn that shit on, it be like wow, 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 wow. God dang, that's crazy. It's like, oh my God, is that a Nestle Crunch Bar back People, there? But the, I think the thing now, um, and um, I don't know for sure, but you know, just what medicine, the way that um, Magic Johnson is able to kind of like live his life and mm. he's you know almost um, like not undetectable or whatever you call it. 
um, I think that they have like medicine now where you could still live a semi-normal life. You know? mm. Even with HIV, uh, that Matthew Johnson has HIV, but they have commercials for um, different uh, different uh, medicines that you know you can you know you can take when you have HIV, and you can still like not se- transmit it if you have sex partners magic johnson has done such a great job in regards to hiv that it is not the first thing you think about when you see magic johnson you think about like you know philanthropy basketball and you'd be like oh i forgot he got hiv he the only anybody else that got hiv you like oh he got it dang like charlie sheen he got hiv yeah you know uh who was another one most people died most people did easy he had hiv yeah he didn't. He didn't. He didn't last very long either. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I wonder what. I don't know the Magic Johnson story per se, but I wonder, like, what was like the initial? Was he like coughing up blood or something that? Like, he probably just caught it so early, so fast, or maybe he just took a STD test and it came back and he found mm-hmm. out. But whatever he did, like, he was able to, especially back in the was it the eighties or the nineties. Uh, when he had when he had HIV, yeah, I think it was like probably ninety. Ninety, but he caught it in a way where it was like still in an era where people were dying. Yeah, people were scared. <clears throat> they thought it was a, first. They thought it was a gay disease. Yeah, and then they started learning like uh, magic. Uh, magic giving that Magic Johnson the niggas around here. That's yeah. probably what they was thinking. Yeah, they probably thought he was just gay or something. Yeah, and you know what's funny? Of all people, Carl Malone said like, "I don't want to play against Magic because I, you know, I what if I con- what if I contract this thing." And I mean, it was a fair, like, during the time we didn't know a lot. I get it. But Magic Johnson was the same dude that when he was 20 years old in college, he got a 13 year old girl pregnant. You're talking about Carmelo. Carmelo, what did I say? You said Magic Johnson. No, no, no. He didn't want to play against Magic Johnson. No, you just said Magic Johnson was the same person. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Well, I didn't articulate that. Don't be putting that on Magic, man. No, 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 no. Well, Carmelo didn't want to play against Magic Johnson because he stated that he didn't want to. Uh, uh, contract the HIV virus, but you cannot do that. Yeah. Like what the research had showed. Mm-hmm. But he has his nerve because this motherfucker was literally a pedophile. Mm-hmm. He had a child by a fucking 13 year old girl. Yeah. They're, and, you know, they're doing a, a, a Elvis Presley movie. Oh, Elvis was fucking young girls. Like that, that was crazy. Is It was like a normal thing. What, wasn't his girl like 15 or 16 or something? Yeah. Shit? What's the name? Pre- Patricia Presley or something. Yeah, I but, he was, he was but like I will say, and I'm not justifying anything. That happened so often back, back in the day. day. Yeah. Like my um, my grandma and my grandpa. My grandpa was like maybe in his 20s, and she was like, you know, a very young girl. He made, he got her by you know five, six, seven years or something like that. So that was like even like you know my grandma would say like that's crazy she would still say that now like mm-hmm. that a grown man was able to you know we were in a real relationship and getting married and stuff um but i it was just, i don't know i don't i don't i don't know what the the societal you know what people looked at how they looked at it back in the day but yeah it was just different <clears throat> way way back it'd be a girl to 17 and her husband would be 28 mm-hmm. like that shit was a normal thing i it, yeah that's wild, though, bro. That's super crazy. What was wild, though, especially when me and your brother went to Bakersfield High School, there was a lot of grown men coming to the school picking them girls up, bro. Mm-hmm. It was like a normal thing. Like, it was real life R. Kelly's in Bakersville. It was a lot of R. Kelly's, bro. Yeah. They'd be like, it'd be ex-students that used to go to BHS when we was like freshmen. They were seniors. Mm-hmm. 
And then by the time you get out of, by, by the time we're seniors and we're 18, that means they're 21. Mm-hmm. So you got 21-year-old men that are picking up some girls that are 17. Yeah. And it's like, bruh, like you couldn't yeah. find a woman your age? What the fuck are you doing? It's actually a lot of, um, not a lot, but it's a handful of guys that will get caught up. You know, we'll be like um, chilling around and you'll be like, hey, man, you heard about such and such? And then, you know, but they, some of them out here living normal lives. Like, you know, they out here. Working regular jobs and you know in relationships and stuff, but wow. they got you know you know history of uh, dating young women and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's really nasty. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and move on from this. Okay, switching gears. Michael Irvin. Uh, Michael Irvin exposed his rapper son, uh, Tut Tarantino. And let, let's listen to this this clip here. Hold on one second. Hold on, hold on. Excuse me. I think you would put the link in there. Hold on. I got a son. He, he, he raps. His, his rap name is Tut Tarantino. If you ever listen to some of his raps, why he exposing this nigga, bro? Where does this come from, son? You grew up in a gated community your whole life, but he's rapping in my life because we were meant to distance yourself a little bit. It's not a lot of. Hold on. Cause you sent me that. I don't like getting stuff on Twitter because it's always somebody giving commentary when they do. Yeah, you got talking. the whole reaction video. It's <clears throat> Let's see here. He raps. His, his rap name is Tut Tarantino. If you ever listen to some of his raps, I'm like, oh my god, where does this come from, son? You grew up in a gated community your whole life, but he's rapping my life because we romanticize and fantasize about that old thug life, ghetto life, and all of that stuff. When 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 we when we used to work to get away from it, now we've gotten to a place. Somehow we're running back towards it in the music and everything. I gotta. That's sad. Um, Michael Irvin. I'm sure he didn't want to do that to his son. But maybe he was just so disgusted by what he's seen when he's seen his privileged fucking son that lived in the gated community his whole life is rapping about guns and drugs mm-hmm. and holding an actual gun in his rap video. That's terrible. You yeah. will never get ahead in life posing to be someone you are not. And as general and as basic as that may seem, it's true. And even if you do get ahead, it will never last. It will never last. That's embarrassing. I think that there's so many, I love hip hop, I love rap, but I think that that it's also true that there's a lot of artists that have terrible fucking messages in hip hop, Mm -hmm. and and that shit need to stop. All that blood, crip, gangster shit, that shit got to stop. I'm not, it it just, it's old. And I think what's happening right now in hip hop is hip hop is going through a rebrand. And I think that that a part of that rebrand is they're going to start needing more lyrical like actual decent artists to come forward because mm-hmm. there's some that are here right now. Um, but we're, we, we've got a really bad era of female rappers right now that are terrible. All the, I call it pussy rap. Every other five minutes is like my pussy. So wet, you feel me? Get, get money. Motherfucking <laughs> six figures, big dick niggas. <laughs> like this shit is trash. <laughs> this is pussy rap. I don't, there's some dope female artists out there. I really I like Doja Cat and you know artists like SZA and Snow Allegra like I like artists like that, um, 
But this, this this pussy rap is trash. And then these artists, these other artists like Tarantino that's rapping about the streets that never lived in them, it's sending a horrible fucking message because there's a lot of impressionable young people that think that they should replicate that because that's what's cool. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised, not how, not only the youth, right, but how many grown adults that cannot fucking think for themselves. And you're putting out a product to them and they're just eating it up. Mm-hmm. Think about how many adults watch reality TV. That shit is scripted. Mm-hmm. It's fucking scripted TV. And it's a bunch of adults watching that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian. I, that show is still on. How? Yeah, keeping up with the Kardashians. How? Mm-hmm. Why? How is it still on? It's because people are influenced by shit that does nothing. First, like, how does Krishan Rock and Blueface have a platform? How? These are loser, weirdo, knocked out tooth. Like, what? Like, <laughs> you just had a baby and you want to fight people and Blueface is slapping women in public? It's just, this is just, they should not be getting attention. Mm-hmm. Blueface is not even like a rapper no more. He's just like a personality. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, <laughs> man. It's, it's, it's just sad. Mm-hmm. And then he got like, Krayshawn, and he's dating this uh, uh, Latina chick that got one of the worst BBLs I've ever fucking seen in my life. Really? Dude, her BBL looked like a fucking squashed together chicken nugget. It looks fucked. Yeah. It, or it looked like one of those McMuffins. Like, if you just took two McMuffins and you fucking crushed them together, that's what her ass looks like. Oh, man. Don't get me for body shaming. Just fucking look it up. <laughs> You'll see how bad those, those ass cheeks look. Yeah. I th- I think that um, maybe this was like a cry for help from 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 Michael Irvin. I think that he probably I'm sure he had the conversation with his son because it sounded like you know he was kind of like referencing you know a conversation that he had when he when he finally seen his son's music. But I think I think he was just kind of like exhausted at the idea of his privileged son going out there holding all kind of guns and rapping about you know stuff that he don't really. You know the lifestyle that he's not even really living, but the sad part about it is it's um it's cheap. Like you know that this this whole drug persona or this like gangster rap or these uh these these gun and drug bars it's 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 a cheap way to get into the industry, and you see it a lot because um you know when we had all those little you know little whatevers. Um, those little rappers, a lot of them, some of them were talking about like drugs and and guns and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of them were kind of taking on that, that little Wayne persona, right? Always rapping about taking pills and popping pills and, uh, always rapping about like different name brands or always rapping about, you know, shooting people and stuff like that. Like you really, you realize it's like the path of least resistance, right? Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, one of the things that I've seen is I think that a lot of people choose that route because if you do want to go the route of like really, you know, articulating your life and telling your story, it's it's much harder because there's no fluff. Like you really got to be a dope artist to be like that. And you reference like the Kendrick Lamars or the Chance Rappers or the J. Coles and guys like that that aren't really, you know, talking about drugs and stuff like that all the time. 
I just think that, you know, when you when you're not rapping about that kind of stuff, then you really got to be able to say something. You really got to be able to to engage people with the lyrics that you're that you're saying. But if you're just rapping about guns and, and stuff like that, it's just it's just it's just much easier. Um, it's like getting your your I don't know, it's like a stupid analogy, but it's like getting your AA compared to getting your bachelor's degree. Like you realize it's going to be a little bit easier, a lot less classes to get your bachelor's degree compared to your AA degree. But yeah, I just think that, um, I don't know, like you said, we got to start changing the messaging and not only changing the messaging because of like the people consuming it, mm-hmm. but changing the messaging is because like every artist has like a, like an understudy in a sense, right? So there's probably coming up now, there is like the young J. Cole rapper, like the young Kendrick Lamar rapper, like the young Drake kind of artist that like raps and sings and, you know, talks about their emotions and talks about like relationships and stuff like that. There's like all these underlings. Right. But, you know, um, so for these artists that are like, you know, like primarily talking about guns and drugs, there's also going to be a, you know, a generation under them that's doing the same exact thing. Yeah. So the reason we got to change that messaging is because if we don't change it now, then it's just going to continue to, you know, create Shit these, is old. these things. Yeah. It's old and fucked up. And sometimes there's some <clears throat> of the older artists that still perpetuate it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what, since this is, this is our platform, I don't, you know, if I don't need to say something, I won't, but I have to say this. Like even Fat Joe, Fat Joe, uh, you know, is with like, I'm just trying to give back to the community and empower everybody. You still be on there like, I'm Joey Crack. Mm -hmm. Like you still perpetuating that ignorant bullshit from the 80s in the crack epidemic. Mm -hmm. Why? 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 Rick Ross, same shit. I love Rick Ross. Mm -hmm. But it's still, you know, y'all niggas is too old for that. Like you too old. You just don't got material to talk about outside of it. That's mm-hmm. why you still do it. Mm-hmm. Push a T. His whole fucking his whole stick is talking about crack. Mm-hmm. That dude is like, was he like forty two years old? Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like this shit is trash. Like you got to cut that shit out. Like it's artists like Kendrick or J Cole or you know, hell, it's it's a whole lot more than them. Also, there's a lot of really good artists. Mm-hmm. They're they're probably the best mainstream artists that that tend to have a pretty regular guy message or chance the rapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like J. Cole made a song about his first time having sex. Yeah. Like that's like more relatable stuff. Mm-hmm. But no one feels the need to make content like that. Like when when Kanye West came out in 2004 and he was wearing a backpack and a pink polo and people related to that because that was him. That was his style. He came out with those shades with the slits going across them. Remember that? Yeah. And people related to that. He's just a regular guy coming out with his own style, and people loved it. Mm-hmm. You could never go wrong being yourself. Yeah. I seen a rap video on TikTok. It was quite a while back. And the dude was, like, rapping in front of his Honda, and his Honda had different color panels on it. <clears throat> it was at different color panels, and it had, like, uh like a dent on it and shit. He's just like rapping in front of his car. And he was pretty dope lyricist, but it wasn't nothing flashy. It wasn't no women. He wouldn't talk about drugs or killing nobody or none of that. Mm-hmm. And he had his like work uniform on and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, like be yourself. Yeah. And, and I think the, the epitome of that was when fucking Eminem and 8 Mile was like, 
he told homeboy, I know what you're going to say about me. So mm-hmm. he like, he killed dude off with his own message, yeah. remember? Yeah. Like, you're going to say I lived in the trailer, this, that, and that, whatever. And then he couldn't say shit about him. Like, yeah. if you live your truth, no one can use your truth against you. But that's the thing with me. That the thing that bothers <laughs> me is, like, um, when we're, you know, making content, creating art, making music, it's not necessarily about, like, what you're saying is more so like how dope you're saying it, right? Mm, so even point. for a guy, I don't, I haven't heard that song, but even for the guy that's rapping in front of his, you know, multicolored car, if the uh, if the song is fire, the song is just fire. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it doesn't require um, all that, like all the 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 um, the drugs and the guns and the gang violence and stuff in the music. It just, I, I just don't, I literally don't understand like why we kind of gravitate towards that um, when it comes to making the content. Like even like the, I don't know, you, you'll see it like the, the guy that um, it may be, he may be 15, 16 years old and it's his first rap and he probably killed somebody in there. Like he probably killed four or five people in his, in his lyrics and he got this X amount of hoes and he got these type of watches. It's just yeah, like, ridiculous. I just wish that people, you know, not necessarily that we should change the messaging that, but as a byproduct of people really rapping about their life. You know what I appreciate? I, a shout out to Wayno. He does these live streams where people send him content. He's, they send him like rap, right? And he's like, I'm going to listen to your rap, but I'm going to be extremely crucially are you know very honest yeah i'm not gonna pull any punches if it's trash i'm gonna tell you it's trash and then you notice how many of these artists replicate the same they take a mainstream artist and they replicate the same shit Mm -hmm. it was so many artists that would send him music that sounded like young thug and it was annoying yeah there was like "Uh, what did we do in the night is it happened to rent in the demo and it's like bro that's He's like, yo, this is trash. This is terrible. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. We already got Young Thug, my nigga. Stop sending me this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it was another dude that he just was like, uh, he wrote in the message like, you ain't never heard this before. You going to love this for sure. And it just is fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Some of you guys need to be honest with your friends, man. And they got to find something else to do. Yeah. Because when your friends suck at rap and you don't tell them, they just keep putting the same bullshit out. Uh, a good and people would say like really you should crush somebody's dreams absolutely you should sometimes especially when they're better at something else Charlemagne best example his rap name was Rip Van Winkle and he was a fucking terrible rapper and uh, like it was like a radio guy that told him like yo you're a terrible rapper but you're great like you have a great presence in radio yeah and that kind of catapulted Charlemagne into like taking a radio career seriously and stopped the rap shit mm-hmm and um, what Charlemagne said in his book, fuck your dreams if they're not your dreams. He said he's living somebody else's dream. Right, mm-hmm. right. So the radio was what really was really something that he was great at. Yeah. You know, but if you let somebody be stuck in the delusion of being a rapper, uh-uh. Yeah. Be like, that ain't it, man. Some people might try. And, and don't let somebody call you a hater for being objective about what they put out. If they like, yo, yo, you got to. I hate it when people do that. They put music out or you ever have somebody make you some food and they watching you. They like, watch, it's going to be good. Yeah. Like if I eat your fucking banana pudding and it's disgusting and I tell you, you need to throw this whole batch of banana pudding <laughs> in the fucking trash. Yeah. Don't get mad at me for being honest. Yeah. Don't just, I hate when people do that too. I don't know why this triggered me. 
when people make you food and they cross their arms like it's the best fucking thing you ever ate. Yeah. Like, stop it, bro. Your ribs, your ribs are fucking nasty. They're they're like eating charcoal, man. Stop looking at me, dude. Just give me the food and walk off. Yeah, and let me act like it's good. Yeah, because me doing that is doing you a fucking favor. Because if you watch me, you're gonna watch me wince when I bite that nasty food. <laughs> yeah. Thank God I haven't had that experience in a while. Oh, man. Oh, man. The best thing to do, because me personally, I feel like I'm a decent cook, but I don't always get it right every time. For sure. You know? Yeah, I'm screwing up too. Yeah. So my thing is, is if I make somebody some food, I'm not going to be like, is that too salty? Is that too good? Is that right there? Is that right there? Usually I make it better. Is that better there? You can be objective. For me, like, and I don't cook for like a lot of people, just like Mm -hmm. me and my girl. But if I'm eating something... I'd be like, yeah, I cooked the chicken a little bit too long. Like, I should have did this mm-hmm. or X, Y, and Z And next time. Or if it's, like, the first couple times I'm making something, I mm-hmm. haven't really perfected it yet, I'll just be like, okay, I'm, get, I'm getting close. I just need to do this next time, do this next time, mm-hmm. and we'll be good. So. I don't know about that, though, because sometimes you like, oh, I cooked it a little too long, but what if she like it like that? Yeah, but I, I don't, you know, you be your own worst critic. You yeah, know how it is with a podcast true. or something. You'd be like, yeah, that was that was a cool one, but, it, you know, somebody referencing mm. the joke that you said, which is funny or something. So. Yeah. Yo, uh, for, uh, this, for, this is just left field, but if you make some food for somebody, bring them the food or let them get it and don't say anything. The best compliments you can ever get in life are unsolicited. All of them. The best dick pics, too, are unsolicited. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. That's wild, yo. You might have to edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Women are like, yes, unsolicited dick pics. (laughs) Women will be like, oh, I got to turn this podcast off. (laughs) Yeah, but no, it's it's the, the highest compliment you can ever get from people is unsolicited. Yeah. Like if you make some food and you just put it down and you're eating it and they're like, man, this is a fucking amazing meal. Oh, my God. Or, yeah, man, I love you and Eddie on the podcast. Like and you didn't say anything to trigger that behavior. That is the highest honor at this in general. Like the worst thing you could do, like especially let's say you have sex and you're like, hey, was that good? Like nah, you, you don't, yeah, you don't want to do that. You're putting the woman in a position where she has to lie, and if she tells you like, no, it wasn't great, then that's what's that like? That's gonna fuck your confidence up for sure. Just don't say shit. Yeah, you just gotta yeah. You know, don't say nothing. If you, if you, if she gonna, women are uh, very they're free with their the way they compliment. So right, you know, if it was good, she gonna let you know. They're like, oh, I feel better now. Like that's how you know the dick was fire. <laughs> You know, if you, you if you did that, but <laughs> like they, my insides are just like rearranged. Damn, <laughs> I don't think that would make them feel very good. <laughs> rearranging the insides. This like is a, my guts are just in different places <laughs> now. <laughs> 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 the, the the decor of my vagina has been relocated. And... Oh man, no, yeah. that's real. I think too, like. Um, you know, depending on the relationship, you can just have that open conversation. Like, um, you know, like today, for example, my mom, she made like some spinach and uh, she usually makes it like really good, um, but she didn't really like season it that well. So mm-hmm. it was just like the spinach taste. It didn't have like, she basically didn't put enough salt on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just told her, I was like, hey, mom, like this, this, it ain't really no salt on here. She was like, oh, really? 
But that, I mean, that's the part of having like a good relationship with people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes you just sometimes when you eat nasty food, you just gotta eat as much as you can and throw it away when they go to the bathroom. If if nasty food had a sound <laughs> effect, what would it be? It wouldn't be a sound effect. It would just be like, it would be a word probably, and it would just be like nigga. I guess, or it'd yeah. be like auga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I be don't a know fucking, that sound. It'd be like a ship horn. No, it'd just be like a <laughs> Yeah. No, I'd be like This'd <laughs> 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 be the worst farts, bro. Cause they be you be letting them out real slow yeah, and it'd just be loud. Of, yeah, the little trumpet sounds. Oh man. Yeah. They'd be like, damn, that motherfucker's supposed to slide out. <laughs> That's yeah. bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> What was we, what was I, oh man, I was about to say something right now when you said that. Oh, when the spinach, you said the spinach didn't have enough seasoning. Mm-hmm. You was going to be like, like uh, what's the name, Popeye? Yeah. I'm strong to the finish because I eat me spinach. <laughs> I'm Popeye the sailor man. <laughs> That's a trip. Some of yeah. y'all, are not, y'all don't remember that. That's remember the, they, they made the live action version? Nah, I don't With think Robin I Robin Williams? I think, oh, okay, I might have seen it. He's got them big old forearms. It was just... Some thing, some cartoons are so cartoony that they should not make the live action version. Yeah, because they look too crazy. Yeah, he had them big old forearms. Yeah, Popeye just looked like he was on Pornhub every day with them forearms, stroking, stroking his meat, huh? It's like ah, double fisting it. Take that spinach, <laughs> <laughs> olive oil. Yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. Yo, I seen some. Vi- yo, I seen some of them old cartoons with olive oil, and Pluto was trying to like get with her. But it was like low key, like assault the way they real did. harassment, huh? bro. It, it, she'd be like, "Oh, Popeye, save me!" Yeah. And then Pluto would be choking the shit out of her. Yeah, he'd be like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh." Yeah, I'm like, bro, these cartoons was wild back in the day, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, you choking olive oil and shit. She's skinny as a motherfucker. Yeah, she got she, she she not even slim thick. She just slim. Popeye, save me! Mm-hmm. He's trying to get my wop. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. Switching gears. Uh 105 billion to Ukraine and Palestine. I guess there's like a uh Biden is trying to get something moving to send them money. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I, I just like many of you, I I'm not a fan of it. USA to Israel and Ukraine. Here's what's in the 105 billion national security package Biden requested. Uh, the Biden administration on Friday laid out the details of a $105 billion national security package that includes military and humanitarian assistance for the conflicts in Ukraine and Israel. The supplemental request would provide security support to Israel, bolster Israeli efforts to secure the release of hostages, and extend humanitarian aid to civ- civilians affected by the war in Israel and Gaza, according to the White House fact sheet. It also provide training equipment and weapons to help Ukraine defend itself against uh, Russia's invasion and to recapture its territory as well as uh, to protect Ukrainians from Russia aggression. The fact sheet said, man, look here, dog. War is such an antiquated way of dealing with shit, bro. It's when I see people at war, it's like, bro, you y'all still doing that? Really? It's really like niggas fighting at the club. It's fucking ignorant. Yeah. And, and, you know, let me say this. Like we mentioned when we talked about the, the subject matter last week, we have empathy toward the situation. But let me be clear when I say this. We got too much shit going on in America 
to even be putting this out. And before y'all crucify me and say, well, that's what the budget is for. We have this money and we allocate it for this reason. So it has nothing to do with the money coming into the United States or going, shut the fuck up. There is no way you could tell me that we could send motherfuckers money and we can't help. Man, I had so many veterans over the years missing legs asking me for change at the gas station. You know how much that bothers me? A Vietnam vet with his fucking leg missing asking me for 75 cents? Mm-hmm. Like, come on, dog. We got too much shit going on out here. You got Flint, Michigan with fucked up water, and you could justify sending $105 billion fucking dollars somewhere else. Bro, American, bro, I'm going to keep it real because I'm not delusional. I know what most Americans, bro, at least 50% of America should be on food stamps. At least 50% because there's so many working class Americans that when they pay all their bills, they barely got enough money for fucking food. But the government is telling them, you made too much money. Yeah. You can't get food stamps. Bro, I would say... Anywhere from 40 to 50% of Americans should be getting some form of food stamps. I feel like uh, veterans of any kind should get a food stipend or at least not have to worry about, you know, where they're going to sleep. You know how many motherfuckers come from Vietnam or they came from Iraq and they got PTSD up the ass and they got to fight for a job at Target? Are you fucking kidding me? Mm Mm-hmm. Bro, you just killed like 50 people and you got to come back to America and fight for a motherfucking warehouse job? Yeah. Come on, dog. And also, it's crazy. Whenever you see America doing shit like this, and this is not to get conspiratorial, because usually all the all the, the signs lead to the same thing. There's special interests involved, man. Mm-hmm. We are benefiting in some way. This $105 billion is not to help them and be, be heroes from America. This is a motherfucking special interest in some capacity. We are reaping the benefits of something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not a. I'm, but I've seen these scenarios play out in American history, like during the freaking crack epidemic in the '80s. Mm-hmm. You know where they were funding. I'm watching a show right now called Snowfall. I'm binge watching it, and they use this money to fund the war with the fucking Sandinistas, mm-hmm. right? Like we, like at the end of the day, we understand. There's always some form of, like, if you follow the paper trail, there's some form of evidence showing that America is not doing this shit out of having a good heart. Mm -hmm. You know what America does? We drop bombs on Hiroshima. That's what America does. Mm -hmm. I love America, but America's a fucking hypocrite. That was a war crime. They dropped a massive bomb on Hiroshima. That was the first time we used uh that's the first time we used a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was that was the only time that a nuclear bomb has ever been used in war. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking war crime. Mm-hmm. It was so bad that once we dropped the bomb, it was fucking people up like outside of the radius. Mm-hmm. They was getting their skin melted off. That's that's who we really are, bro. So when you think yeah. we're helping out Ukraine and and also don't let media tell you who you should be rooting for. We don't know what the fuck is going on. They also that's <clears throat> I think that that um, they have when they dropped that nuke, I think they had this idea or it was like a small possibility that the Earth's atmosphere fear would catch on fire. Whoa. And I think they still dropped it. <laughs> 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 they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. 
They said, let it all burn down. Yeah. And I've seen the footage in many different angles of when they dropped that bomb and how fucking massive it was. There's there's some footage that's actually in color, and they were doing like a test dropping, and I forgot where they were dropping these bombs at. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were they dropped this bomb, and a big huge fucking mush a big fucking mushroom flame cloud. and a mushroom cloud yeah. came out, and they had all the soldiers that were standing off maybe probably 400 yards away. Yeah. They 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 came out of their little foxhole and then they start walking towards the bomb. I'm like, dude, they're walking right into fucking radiation, man. Mm-hmm. This is not good. Mm-hmm. This is not good at all. Have you ever seen those old war videos? Mm-mm. Oh, man, that shit is, it'll creep you the fuck out, man. I bet. It's so bad. Were you trying to see that bomb in Hiroshima? Yeah, I was looking at it. Bro, that shit was that was just fucking vicious, Nagasaki. man. Yeah, that was vicious. Yeah, we, we man, they got us bad at Pearl Harbor, but we came back on some some murder kill shit. Mm-hmm. That was we made them pay, bro. That's a trip. Bro. Yeah, that was that was bad. That was yeah. Bad. You look at it, and obviously the pictures are <clears throat> probably from thousands of miles away. Yeah, bro, we some sadistic motherfuckers. We were dropping napalm on people in Vietnam. It was basically like uh, napalm was like a fucking fireball. Mm-hmm. You remember those? Remember napalm? And we were dropping Agent Orange too. Agent Orange, and we fucked up a lot of our own soldiers with Agent Orange. Mm-hmm. Agent Orange was supposed to be used to kill the vegetation, mm-hmm. right? And we were dropping these big fucking bombs of Agent Orange everywhere, but it was fucking all of the American soldiers up. Mm. And they they claimed to say that it was non toxic and it was just used to mow down. The you know the 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 big trees and uh like I guess vegetation, uh-huh. but it was fucking people up, man. Yeah. So it's like, bro, like when you flash forward to now, it's hard for me to believe the government. Yeah, it's all, like you said, it's always some special interests involved. This is the same government that wants you to work until you're seventy one years old, bro. Mm-hmm. They want you to work till you damn near Joe Biden's fucking age. Yeah. They lost their goddamn mind. Why would I don't trust these motherfuckers? I don't. Yeah, even in that in the in the Oppenheimer movie, I think it was Truman was the president, and Oppenheimer went in there, and this is the movie, so I don't know how accurate it is compared to real life, but we gonna act like it was real life. He went in there, and he's like, <clears throat> you know, he's kind of like um, torn that he actually he's just like a science guy, right? Like he's not really. I don't know. Oppenheimer was talking that shit a little bit too. No, but he he's not. Oppenheimer was not interested in like killing people. He right. was interested in the science part of it. Like that was where his ego was all wrapped in, mm. wrapped up into it. But you know, he he wasn't the person that actually dropped it. He just created all the science behind it. But the president is the one that that dropped it. So when he goes in there and he's like explaining to him, like, "Dang, I feel bad. Like, you know, all these people are are, are getting hurt and dying. Uh, X, Y, and Z." And I don't know how accurate it was compared to real life, but they're kind of like laughing in there. Like, ha, ha, ha. Like, man, don't trip about this. I'm the person that, you know, I'm the person that pushed the button on that on that bomb. And they're just kind of laughing at that. Like, man, go go on somewhere. I'm the one that's like calling the shot. So, uh, yeah, it was just crazy to think that, like like you said, these government um, officials, it's like a, it is like a power thing, you know, at the end of the day. And like you so said, yeah, Oppenheimer was, said, in quote, I am become death. The Destroyer of Worlds, J. Robert Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. That's some wild shit to say after you didn't fuck somebody up. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's some. I, you know what's crazy to me is I just don't. To me, the 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 human brain is so. It's got to be one of the most. I don't even know the word to quantify. You know the brain. How do you even come up with these equations? Like what what is it that allows you to come up with these equations that create these atom bombs and to you know. You you see these guys writing on a on a chalkboard that's fucking ten foot tall. You seen those boards? Yeah. It's like, oh my god! Like the what? way that I, I think about it, and um, it may to them. I think it's like the same way, like creativity, mm. like the way that they think about science is maybe like the way we think about like you know like a, in the creative world. Like for example, like. Maybe like Jay Z coming up with a song, he's just kind of like, he's kind of like picking the words out of out of thin air almost. But yeah. I think that like similarly to those like science people, there, they're like approaching you know these uh, equations and stuff from like a like a problem solving mm. um, aspect. So you know they're just like I don't know their brain just operates in a way where it's, it's like, like this normalized <clears throat> intelligence. Mm-hmm. They just they just this is just how it's like drinking water or breathing air for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, yeah. And they they just have a like a different. I don't know these like scientists. They have like a. Um, you you're kind of always like thinking about. It. It's like I I would imagine like if you sat down, like a physicist, and you sat down like Dave Chappelle, then you sat down Jay Z, and they're like all on a podcast. They would probably be able to like relate to each other. It's just like in different like in different mm-hmm. different worlds, like a different vein. Yeah, that's true, man. There's some people that that are geniuses in their field. LeBron James is a genius. And yes, he said some stupid shit, but let me explain. LeBron James literally went His memory through, is crazy. His memory is like weird. It's it's so it's so vast that it's strange. Mm-hmm. He did like a um he literally at, at the end of the game they were, he was at a press conference and he went through Probably 15 plays. Mm-hmm. Oh, so-and-so grabs a rebound, comes down, shoots the layup, misses it. David puts it back, makes it. So-and-so comes here. They move the ball in transition. He gets it out to the top of the key. He makes it, comes back, steals the ball, goes back. And he did this probably And they fifth, showed the, the video. The video. They and showed the literally video. literally all that stuff had happened. And I was like, this is fucking and it was, weird. And he was flexing at a certain point. He was like smiling like, yeah. And then we lost the ball. We turned the ball over. And then I was like, everybody was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, it's just some crazy. It's stuff. N- it's levels to this shit. LeBron yeah. James is a basketball genius. Like, it's, yeah, he has a the ability to just recall like stuff, different yeah. plays and stuff that you know. I think I would say that I think that that is like very elite. But I think a lot of the high the high level guys can um, can do that. I would imagine like you know a guy like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers would be like, hey, like you know, they'd be like playoffs he'd be like yeah in week one when we played them you know remember when he did this make sure you do that this time Mm -hmm. you know so it was weird too about lebron he wasn't referencing anything he didn't have a piece of paper written down or nothing this Mm -hmm. motherfucker just went up there and said like 15 plays yeah with nothing written down yeah it's kind of like a for i forgot what they call it but um some people have it it's not a disorder but it's almost like a condition Mm -hmm. and pharrell talked about it and seeing sounds yeah, like that's it's a real um, thing. That's different though. Yeah, LeBron is like he just has like a 
like a savant level, like short term memory kind of That's thing. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. The sing sounds. I forget the name of the the name of it. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. Yeah. To, it, it's to look it up. And and the and the idea of production, though, like if you ever hear like a like a Timberland, mm-hmm. and you see him like like when he really get in his zone, he start closing his eyes. Mm-hmm. So you can only imagine what these people see. Synesthesia. Synesthesia. Yeah. They say like Pharrell. Um, I don't know about Timberland, but I know um, Kanye West. Um, he says he has synesthesia as well. I don't know if I have it, but I, I think there's some times where I, I can definitely like, um, I'll like relate a sound to like a texture in that mm. that sense. Like, um, I don't know if that's quite the same thing, but um, I've, I've experienced that on a couple of occasions. Almost like that's a grainy sound. Or yeah, a, like you just, yeah, but you could vividly see the texture. It's like a hear. soft pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wild, but, man. Yeah, it's like, you know, those. Are, I don't know. People's brains work different, but that's I get what you're saying. There's like a genius level. Like when I see, like even when I'm in church, right? Like the musicians in there, they're like the the guys playing the piano. They're like super super talented, right? You got to think when you're playing in church, um, it's what like 88 keys on on the thing or whatever like that, and there's different keys and um, you know majors and minors and different chords and stuff like that. And what happens is. A lot of times the singers in church are not that great. No. You know, they're like singing out of key. You know, they singing all over the place, hitting the wrong notes. Mm-hmm. And it's the job of the uh of the, you know, person playing the piano the to switch the key in order so they don't sound like too too crazy, you know. Mm. And then you gotta think I what I, I'll see it every Sunday. So I go in there and they're rehearsing a song for like I mean, not a song, but they're rehearsing all of the songs they have to play for like 20, 15, 20, 25 minutes maybe before church. They'll do like a quick little run through. They'll practice the breakdowns and stuff like that. And then come time where they're actually singing the choir, singing, the, it looked like they've been practicing that song for their whole life. Wow. And I'm just like, Man. And it's almost like the vocal, the like the vocal uh, inflections have to match what mm-hmm. he's like yeah. on the pianist. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, so I say, but you know, to to your point, like I just think it's like people have genius level ability in 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 different aspects, different things. Yeah, we we went completely off the main topic, but mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think we have much to say about it. Nah, we just always keep finding money to give motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I need I, some of that. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think we need some aid right here in the United States. We need some aids. Aid. Oh. Singular, Keith, not plural. Um, there are just a bunch of regular citizens struggling like a motherfucker, man. And mm-hmm. and my heart goes out to them because as a person that grew up in poverty, I understand, you know, what it's like to be poor and what it's like to use food stamps. Mm-hmm. And now and mind you, that was back then. Now what's happening is, is this. We don't even got back when I was a kid. We had upper class, middle class and like poverty. Mm-hmm. Right. But it ain't it ain't that no more. Mm-hmm. All it is is upper class and working class. That's all that exists now. You either rich or broke. Yeah, it, it, yeah, that's it. Now I don't even say you rich or broke. I say you know what? If you had to switch a class up, I would say you either rich or you making it or you're struggling. Mm-hmm. That's the new class. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm making it. I would. I, I think <laughs> kind of going back to that um, the veteran thing. 
I do think that there are a lot of uh, you know homeless veterans that are panhandling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of benefits, and I think that, that that a lot of people there's a disconnect between the person panhandling and the and the VA, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'll talk to people that like you know whether I went to school with them or like you know friends or whatever. You know, they'll come back from serving in the Navy for four years or something like that. Then they'll go get their degree and then they kind of ride off into the sunset Um, with the GI Bill and stuff like that. They'll get their whole education paid for. Um, But I don't know. It's it's just it's a disconnect between like the funds and the the resources that that people have. Because I have an uncle who, you know, he takes advantage of all the resources and and my Mm. girl's dad the same way, like takes advantage of all the, the free resources and stuff that they have and the jobs and stuff. But there are also a lot of people that I don't know if they don't know or I don't know if they just, you know, they don't qualify. Whatever it is, um, it's some it's a lot of, you know, veterans that um, I think that there's a mental health element that has not been um, that has not been really uh, addressed. Yeah, I think that the idea and the the concept of mental health is more of a, um, a recent conversation and a lot of people that have PTSD and all these problems and whatnot. If they may have diagnosed it or seen what was going on, but the services and, and the things surrounding it were not up to date like they should have been. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of veterans that had PTSD and killed 50, 60 people, and they yeah. come back to the United States, they got a bad drug addiction, and when they go to the VA, they can only help them so much because a person that can't comprehend bad mental health is just like, this guy's just, he doesn't want our help, so we're just going to leave him alone. Yeah. And it's like he wants your help, but this motherfucker can't ask for it because his mental health is so fucked. Yeah, it it you is. Know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what there is to do as far as the mental health aspect of being in the military and not really being in the military, more so like serving, mm-hmm. like or going to war or going into like Afghanistan or Iran or all these different places. But it's it is a real thing because you'll see yeah. like you know you'll see these uh, people that come back from war and some people are okay i think that i think that mental health has like a like a uh like a social i'm gonna say not a social but there's like a a natural selection element to uh to mental health Mm. and i say that to say like like 10 people can experience the same thing and you know one or like five people may be like Dang, that was crazy. Like, they mm-hmm. can talk about it. Like, right. man, we just, there was a drive-by that happened, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, two people might just be, like, they have PTSD mm-hmm. every time they experience a loud noise or, you know, a, mm. a popcorn or something like that. And then there may be, you know, one or two people that's just, like, lost. And, yeah. like, you know, they just, like, glassy-eyed or glossy-eyed or whatever you This say. is an infinite results, like, mm-hmm. different results per person. Like you, Like you just mentioned. <clears throat> but a lot of people just are fucked up. Some people you think they fine and you'll be like, oh, this guy seems okay. And then he sees something that triggers that. Mm-hmm. He might be a person that that's functional in everyday society, but you know, he sees, I don't know, he hears a loud bang noise and now he's on the ground in a fetal position crying because mm-hmm. that happens too. And you think that this person's okay, right? Or to be the person that's completely unglued all the time that's yelling and screaming Talking to himself walking down the street. Mm-hmm. That's one guy. <clears throat> then you got a person, everything's great. Goes to work, he's nice, blows his head off one day. That's it's it's 
it's hard. Mental health is really hard to it's diagnose. Complex. Yeah. It's very complex. But mm-hmm. I, I think that even though it's complex and there's so many variations of it, I just don't think that we we it, it's more of a recent conversation. Unfortunately, though, I can't give the government too much slack because they've had over 100 years to figure it out. If you think about the earliest wars, they had a thing called shell shock. I don't know if you heard of it. Mm-mm. Shell shock happened in like, you know, back in during the fucking where like uh, the Confederate, the Confederates seceded the U.S. like during that time, mm-hmm. right? And people would get shell shock, and they would just like be trembling all the time and shaking and be scared, and they they couldn't snap out of it. Like they literally was so bad, their body would be shaking twenty four hours a day, and they it was documented that, that 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 soldier was just a coward. They didn't they didn't make it out as if you know the person had a mental health or whatever. They just said he was a coward. Like, let me see. It, it shell shock was fucking bad. If mm-hmm. you if you guys go to YouTube or TikTok and you put in shell shock soldier, it is one of the most fucked up things you can. It's bad, dude. It's bad. Shell shocked. Okay. It, uh, oh, it's a group called Shell Shock. That's not a good fucking group name. Being a rock band. Yeah, it's a rock band. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a reaction in the intensity of the bombard bombardment and fighting that produced a helplessness, which could manifest as panic, fear, flight, or an inability to reason, sleep, walk, or talk. Shell, shell shock, uh, other names, bullet air soldiers, uh, heart battle fatigue, operational exhaustion. They are, it, it's fucked up. War is just horrible. Then it shows this one dude. This is just a very um, sinister photo of a guy with shell shell shock. Look at mm-hmm. this guy. Look like the fucking devil possessed him, dude. Yeah, it's bad, man. Yeah, that, the that, war is different, bro. It's yeah. just I don't know. Yeah, like you said, no. A lot of those people don't come back the same. Um, you know. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, they have a book called Shell Shock: uh, Traumatic Neurosis. And the British soldiers of the first war, and this this shit fucked this dude up so bad. Look at him, dude. God dang. Yeah, man. They don't teach this shit in school, man. You know, you know what? I relate that to like almost like football, right? Like mm. not to that extent because you're not. There's no bombs on the football field, but you know, just the amount of like trauma that those those people are going through every day. It's like it's crazy. Near death experiences. Yeah, man. It's, yeah. it's yeah. And if we're talking about this, this one here was nineteen nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Bad shit, man. So whenever I see all this aid going other places, I I pray for those people. But prayer is free, man. Mm-hmm. Prayer is free. We 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 don't need to lose sight that we have people here. Mm-hmm. You know that have ha- seen some traumatic shit, and they're just trying to make it from day to day. Whether it's, I mean, it's just regular people, and you know, I I feel for veterans. You know what I'm saying. It was a dude, dude, I swear to God. The other day, a dude asked me for change, and it's like he had to let me know that he wasn't a panhandler. He's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Marine. I was in the Marine Corps for this many years. I'm not a bum, man. I'm not a bum. I'm not a bum. I just I just need, if you got 75 cents or you got any change, I'll take it, man. But I'm not a bum. Like, he like had to let me know that. And he looked kind of dirty, and his hands were dirty. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. You know, I gave him the change, but we kind of touched hands, so I went. I grabbed my sanitizer, man. <laughs> I put it on, man. I thank you for your service, but your hands are dirty, man. 
You're not, you're not about to infect me with that bum hand. Okay. Yeah. That's that's gonna be my contribution. <laughs> my contribution to society. I'm gonna open up a hand washing stand. Ooh, that'll be good. <laughs> work, work. Almost people could just come and wash their hands for a little bit. Yeah. That yeah. dude, that you think that that's funny or that you know, but it's people could use regular people could use it. You know how many fucking grown men I see walk out of the bathroom without washing their fucking hands? A lot. Oh man. I've seen people leave the shitter. They get off the shitter. You hear the toilet flush, and they get up, and they walk right out. So it's like you might literally have shit particles on your fingers, and you didn't even wash them off, you piece of shit. I've seen somebody walk into the bathroom, wash their hands, pee, and then walk out of the bathroom. Oh, no. I This is what I do. I go in and wash my hands, pee, and then wash my hands again. Yeah, that's that's what a sanitized human being does. But here's why I do it. When I'm in the gym, especially when I'm when I'm working out, and I'm you know you touching weights, even if you are wiping the weights down, there's still some form of you know some some type of contamination or some mm-hmm. contaminants on the the weights. Yeah. So I'm not gonna touch my dick with my contaminated yeah, fingers. You get staph infection. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I wash my hands, then I pee, then I wash my hands again. But I do that as a courtesy for everyone. Mm-hmm. Do I want to wash my hands a second time? Absolutely no. Mm-hmm. I don't. My dick is clean. But, <laughs> does, but does the world know that? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> so I wash my hands two times. Yeah. Yeah, people are nasty. I, I think as I get older, too, what annoys me is how people just throw trash on the ground. And there's a trash can like right over to the left. And you threw your fucking Raising Cane's plate all over the goddamn ground. That, oh, that makes me so mad. Yeah. I've been, I caught myself picking up trash a few times. Just yeah, like, I do, just I'll do that ground. sometimes. Like if I'm in the bathroom and if it if it doesn't inc- inconvenience me, I'll pick up some I'll pick up some trash. Yeah, you know what else I do, and I do it all the time, is I always put my cart back. I put I walk and push my cart back every time when I'm done. The only place I don't do that is Sam's Club, and I don't do that at Sam's Club because they have two little cart things in the whole big old parking lot. It's like, dog, y'all don't even make it convenient for us to like. Put it back. Like I'm not walking, you know, a hundred meters to put this this cart back. That's in a thing. little wild. Yeah, man. especially you know you got your car open and stuff. It's cool to like walk a couple cars away and yeah. throw the thing in there. But if you got to walk way down the parking lot and your car all exposed and yeah, stuff, I'm you, not locking my car to go put this thing down there. Yeah, you want me to get carjacked putting away? The yeah. Car so what I'll do is I'll do just like everybody else at the Sam's Club, and they just you know park it. In one of them little parking spots. Park it like I talk it. Hey, park <laughs> it like I talk it. Hey, park yeah. it like I talk it. Park it, park it like I talk it. Hey, run your shoes in the mile. That's Keith. <laughs> That's Keith right there. All right, we probably can skip this last one, man. Let's go to the. We got some questions at the bottom. Let's do it. We only got two. All right. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think we'll be able to revisit that last one. Yeah, it'll be more information by the time mm-hmm. we talk about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we getting we getting. Towards the end here. All right, we got two questions. Uh, uh, what's the most and oh, I gotta say, switching gears. Uh, switching gears. Um, what's the most embarrassing moment you had while podcasting? We gotta um before you go there, we gotta figure out like a little name for this segment. You know, like um, questions, nigga. I just said it. No, that's lame. But I'm saying like Whoa. you know like uh, brilliant idiots. They got like ask an idiot. Oh, so we got to think about something like thematically, like what, 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 mm. go with our brand. 
Uh, but that's neither here nor we can think about that later. Okay. But what was the question? The question was, I'll read it again. <clears throat> What's the most embarrassing moment you had while podcasting? <laughs> I got one. Uh-huh. Um, one time I had these I have these like white, they're like very light jean, like washed jeans. Um and <laughs> you would have to like really dig deep to find where it was at. But I went to use the bathroom. Um, I went to pee and then, you know, I do my little, I do my little thing. I shake a couple times and then I put my pants back on. But what I realized, it was still a little pee left. Wow. So when I came and sat down, it was like a little pee kind of like seeping out of my, uh, pants. So there's an episode where I'm wearing these jeans and it's like a wet spot, like on my pants. So that was like probably the most embarrassing moment for me. Wow. That's a lot, man. Yeah. I, you know what? I think every man can admit to that, though. I hate that. When you done peeing, and then you done, and then a little more pee keep coming, you're like, yeah. God damn it. Fuck. Yeah, like a little residual, yeah, little postpartum pee. It's like, man, you feel like a fucking whale, a blowhole. <laughs> but you know, the, I, the key, I don't really know what the trick is. I'm not an expert in it, but part of it is just relaxing. Like, you got to make sure you're relaxing. Because, you know, like, part of you, when you're peeing, you're kind of like, like squeezing it out of you in a sense. But if you, um, you know, at the end where you got the little squirts, sometimes if you don't relax, then you might leave a little bit of pee up in there. And then man, I'm not going to lie to y'all, man. I remember I was done peeing and then I put it back in my pants and I felt like a good amount still come out. I right. was like. that's it. That'd be happening. <laughs> that'd be happening. So <laughs> that's like, what happened to me on the podcast. I'm I like, was like, hey, yo. I look like I peed on myself. Look like I was five years old. I mean, man. technically you did. If it wasn't pee, it was pee adjacent. <laughs> I squirted on myself. Yeah, that was definitely. <laughs> Keith was like, oh my fucking God. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, <he's> stupid. <laughs> 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 oh, that'd be crazy, yo. This nigga keep squirting on the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yo, the squirt videos is ridiculous, bro. Yeah, that's not lot. even attractive, bro. It's squirting. That's, that's a crazy. mess. That's a lot. That's just a mess. Yeah. Right. Anyways, for me, my most embarrassing moment, it happened two it happened probably at least two times that mm. I I just farted. So, <laughs> I farted so loud that the mic picked it up. I was like, God damn. One it, it the worst one was before we before we started doing a podcast, before we got the studio, um, we used to do the podcast at my house. So this mm. had to be like 2018. And Keith was talking. <laughs> and I had one of them long farts. <laughs> Keith was, and Keith was saying something really like thought provoking. He's like, right now the market is not doing very good. And my shit said, that was like a 10 second fart, bro. And it was loud. The mic picked it up, dude. Oh, man. Absolutely. You ever seen a photo bomb like some some loser jumps in the picture at the last minute? Yeah. My fart photo bomb the whole goddamn podcast. <laughs> fart bomb. That's hilarious, dog. It happens though, bro. We're human, you know. Hey, it yeah. happens. 
Yeah, that's crazy. You, you know, I, <laughs> it, I've done. I I farted pretty loud one time here, and somebody mm-hmm. called me out. I can't remember who called me out. It's like don't don't ever fart that fucking loud. <laughs> Everybody can hear it. <laughs> that shit was loud, man. <laughs> but you know, I'm gonna tell you something. We we're up here for you know nearly two hours a week every week, and when you're talking that long, bro, and it's not comfortable to hold in a fart. You know what? You know what's surprising to me that it doesn't happen more often. Yeah, hundred percent. Like on not necessarily on our podcast, but just different podcasts that they don't have more fart moments on there. I think that's because they they hold theirs in probably. But for me, I farted so many times a day that I'm all out of farts, bro. <laughs> My, I, I'm just completely vacant now. I got none. Yeah. My colon is just taking a break. I farted. I think I was, where was I at? Uh, I think I might've been at church or something, but it was one of those farts where I'm like, I'm just praying somebody don't walk into it. <laughs> Cause it, it was like a, it was like a lot of like, imagine I'm over here fixing a camera and I fart and then you come back into the room and like, you just catch it. It was like one of those kind of things. Uh, I hate it whenever you by yourself and nobody's there and you fart. Now all of a sudden somebody wants to yeah, fuck Yeah. Like up. now you want to invade. Hey, what's up place. Keith? What's going on, yeah. man? What's that smell? You yeah. were like, oh man, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. yeah. That's bad. I, sometimes I'll warn, I warned my guy one time he walked into a fart. Uh, yeah, he was just trying to chop it up, and I was like, "Hey, bro, I ain't gonna fart. I farted. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nasty one too." <laughs> <laughs> Old people be farting. I don't think they realize that they're farting because uh-huh. they they bowels are so fucking loose now that they're like eighty years old. Yeah, they'll just be like, "Yeah, I, we went over to Floyd." Oh my god! Yeah. And it was great. And I brought the grandkids and. And yeah, they don't hear it either because their hearing is bad. Yeah, so that's the thing. When they fart, it's almost like having a pair of earphones in at the gym. Damn. <laughs> like, that's the worst thing, too. Don't ever fart with earphones in your ears at the gym. At you least, don't know how bad it is. You don't know how loud it is. At least take one out. Yeah. At least take one out. Yeah, you got you to gotta hear it. At or least. you got to be a good actor. I mm-hmm. remember this girl I used to work with this years ago. And I was in the break room, and I farted real loud, but I played it off so good that I mind fucked her. <laughs> Swear to God, we were like, we were, I only think we was like having a conversation, but I just, I just blatantly farted like, and then she said, she looked at me, she said, ha ha ha, and I was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and then she like instantly stopped laughing, and she's like, maybe I'm hearing something. <laughs> <laughs> I completely mind fucked her ass. Yeah. I mind fucking the shit out of her. Oh, you just gotta start beatboxing like Nah. Beatbox ain't gonna work over a thunderclap. <laughs> that thunderclap came like that day we did that pod and I yeah. farted over you and you had like this brilliant idea. Yeah. You like you had shifted into like Oppenheimer mode. He's <laughs> like, yeah, you know the market. <laughs> sometimes the atom bomb is only built of three <laughs> atoms. So when you do <laughs> yeah imagine that was like the thing that prevented them from really solving the the equation like this nigga Arpen, oppenheimer just farted and they just got like they just dismantled all the math and calculus that they had on the board who was helping him out I don't like know, einstein like, probably yeah no I, einstein was Einstein was already like retired. He was like a retired scientist. At that Einstein point. came in there. He's like, it smells like shit. We cannot do it. We can't do it. It smells like shit in here. 
The equations are wrong. The all of the equations smell like <laughs> shit. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> e equals doo doo squared. <laughs> oh, it's like the number the the, the three point one what three point one four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I forgot what was fucking uh uh Albert Einstein. What was he? Uh, um, he had the theory of relativity. No, I know, but what was what was I forgot what his uh his, oh his, where was he from? Was uh, uh I think he's. Is he like German? I don't or know if he's German though. Or Jewish? Something like that. Probably. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's look it up. Trusty Google. I guess they said Albert can do like basic equations or something like that. Uh, Albert. Yeah, he's German. Oh, okay. He was born in Germany. Forgot when he passed. Night. Oh, he died yeah, in nineteen fifty-five. Nineteen fifty-five. Mm-hmm. Then I was. I thought he was a little older than that. Oh man, I'm looking at some pictures here. That's crazy. He was so smart. Like you know, people in his early childhood, they they thought he was a little bit slow. Yeah, man. To be one of the. I think sometimes, like you hear, you see that. Um, <clears throat> I know a guy. Um, my girlfriend's cousin and they would talk about him and they would say like he he didn't like when he was young he didn't really socialize that well but they were saying he he would always have like these computer science books in his hand but now he's like you know like he could code anything and he's like you know he got his his bachelor's degree in computer science and stuff like that so something to that like you know some i think I think there's just people that think different and, you know, they're just not necessarily, they don't necessarily fit into like the normal social structures at times. Yeah. I'm looking right now. I'm looking <clears> at <throat> Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He was a fucking beast in uh, wrestling. Really? Yeah. It's a picture of him right here. He was pretty jacked too. That's crazy. Here go Neil deGrasse Tyson. Is it high school or college or what? I think he was a college man. Let me see here. This is high school. He's like a grown fucking man. Yeah, right he's here. a little monster. Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's super random. Yeah, it is random. It is like some random athletes out there. This don't even look like him right here. Fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. He looked like a pimp. I wonder if he was always like, I'm sure he was, but like what his high school years was like in terms of his like education. He didn't have no game. He probably just walking up to girls like, are you aware that Jupiter, Mars, and the Milky Way <clears throat> are actually within 58 kilometers of the sun? Are you, are you aware of that? <laughs> She's like, um, uh, I have to go to class. <laughs> That's Sneaky. funny. I can't get over keys. and squirt it on itself on the podcast. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. <laughs> 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 that was Keith, bro. That was Keith, bro. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh what was man. The, uh, What's the other question? Oh yeah. Oh my bad. Yeah, we got one more. We answered the question. All right, and then we got the next one. It's more of a statement. I don't really know how much we could say about it, but it says full-time single fathers. Shout out to you, man. That's a that's a lot of uh, responsibility, sir. Wait, he he just wrote, he just wrote a statement. It was because I, I I framed the question as any questions or topics. Oh, 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 yeah. oh okay, yeah, gotcha. So he just put that. And obviously, yeah. me and Keith can't relate to that. Yeah, we, you know, we don't have kids, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, it must be difficult, you know, as a mm-hmm. man, you know, being a single father has definitely got to be a tall, ta- a tall task. 
Yeah. I was raised by a single father, you mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, I, I commend um, those. One of my friends is, is a full-time single father. And uh, it's definitely not easy, you know. And, and it's different. You know, a lot of times it's hard because you have this expectation about how your relationship will go. You know, you'll think about, like, um, you have this baby with this person and y'all going to have a happy family and, and all this other stuff. And it, it it don't work out like that. So you're dealing with, like, the 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 failure of the relationship and then also the time and the the, the amount of time that you got to put into raising your child. So I, you know, I commend you for that. And I also commend those people um, because it's not the norm. You know, normally the the, yeah. the, uh, the mother gets the child, so. Yeah. yeah, man. Stay stay strong, bro. For sure. Yeah. Stay stay strong, man. Mm-hmm. Well, looks like we came to the end of this one. Yeah. Uh, for all of those who have made it to the end, we appreciate you. Uh, thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>